Now that the Steelers have fired Matt Canada, big question, what's next? We, we, get, we got Mike Tomlin from his Tuesday presser expressing what, what led to the decision and what's going to happen with the new guys who are calling the offense, both coordinating it and calling the plays. We'll talk about that, the impact it'll have on Kenny Pickett, and will the Pittsburgh Steelers sign Shaq Leonard after he was waived by the Colts at linebacker? But big episode here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, joined by Josh Taylor. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things in the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you're finding the show on your favorite podcasting app and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed, subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes as well as our bonus content. We thank you for making the Locked On Steelers podcast your first listen every day because we're your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets and lowest price guaranteed. We're joined by my good friend, Josh Taylor. He's back on the show. And Josh, I figured it would be great to have you back on the day after Matt Canada has been fired because you and I talked about how the designs of Matt Canada had worked and we questioned it may be about something else. It may be about the teaching. And Mike Tomlin pulls the trigger, says it's his and his decision and his decision alone. And now Matt Canada is out the door. I just want to, before we get to Mike Tomlin's comments, I want to get your raw reaction to this move and what it what you think it says the most about the Steelers right now. Chris, imagine my surprise when I wake up this morning. Now, bear in mind, I, I, I got a few days off for the holiday. Got up this morning, had my bags already packed. The wife's bags were packed. Just had to get the kids out of bed and get them in the car, get the car packed up, get the dog in there to get on the road to drive to New Jersey and and just enjoy the holidays with you know, with some family. And only to wake up and find out that the Steelers released a statement. Not only that they released a statement on a personnel move, but on a personnel move that they hadn't made something similar since World War II. Yeah. Literally. And not only that, not only that, it was something people have been clamoring for for a couple of years now. So, yeah, it, it kind of made for an interesting day. But I will say this. Two things for me. One, sure. my lone bit of surprise was that it happened before Thanksgiving and not around New Year's Day. That, that might be my one bit of surprise is that it didn't happen at the end of the season that happened during the season, because as we all know, this is something the Steelers just don't do in season. The other thing of it is, I think this, if it doesn't really change what they're going to do, it doesn't change how they're going to do it. I think what it changes, it changes the attitude with which they do it. I think mm. that's the important part. I, I think having a different voice in the room, one that will be received better and one that might better interpret what these guys need to know in order to prepare, that might make a small difference, and maybe we'll see some change in results. Other than that, I don't think much will be that different. That's the thing here, is I think that there there, there needed to be a change in maybe the tones of things around around the Steelers, and you saw them trying that. That's why they moved Matt Canada to the sideline. I, I think that they acknowledged that, like, look, the, the, the plays are there to be made. We just need our guys to make them, and we need someone that's going to drive them to make them and be better in that sense. So let's go to Mike Tomlin. This is his explanation Tuesday at the start of his press conference. And then a clip of him also talking about what Eddie Faulkner 
Springs. And for the record, it you know we we now know Eddie Faulkner, the running backs coaches, will now be the offensive coordinator. But Mike Sullivan, the quarterbacks coach, will call the plays. And what does that mean? Some people probably don't understand. Offensive coordinator, your primary job is come up with the game plan, look up the matchups, coach them throughout the week through practice, and get them ready uh, to for all the matchups and the things that you want that you want to focus on. Mike Sullivan again. Just call the plays. That's the difference there, um, and we'll get into that in a second. But here was Mike Tomlin breaking things down about about what led to the decision and what, what well you know why they picked the two coaches that they did to promote to give these duties. As I'm sure you always you guys already know I made a change at the coordinator position. Um, did not come to this decision lightly. To be really transparent with you, um, it's just a personal belief of mine from a leadership perspective. Uh, it is my role to absorb and protect um, those that I work with. Um, and this doesn't feel like that. Um, obviously, I'm not interested in, in assigning blame or deflecting in any way. Um, it's more of my natural nature to absorb, to be quite honest with you. I've been in this role so long, I'm quite comfortable absorbing. Um, so just rest assured um, that this decision was not taken lightly. I got a lot of respect uh, for Matt personally and professionally, it was not easy. Um, but I thought it was necessary. Um, this is a result-oriented business, and to be short, um, the improvements were not rapid enough or consistent enough um, for us to proceed. Um, you got to score touchdowns in this business. You got to win games in this business, um, and just the totality of it has us where we are um, today. Um, I am quite confident um, and excited. Uh, um, I'm excited about. Uh, Eddie Faulkner coordinating our efforts, uh, organizing staff responsibility in meetings, uh, organizing game planning, um, leading our unit as a collective uh, in review of our tape and preparation for upcoming opponents and things of that nature, things that the coordinator does. Um, he has full authority in that regard and my support, uh, obviously. And then from a play caller perspective, uh, the bulk of that responsibility will fall on Mike Sullivan. Um, and that's also a really natural thing um, because he's done it in two different locations in the National Football League. He has tangible experience. I'm sure that will be helpful. But also, and probably more importantly, um, as a quarterback coach, man, he works closely uh, with Kenny. And so uh, looking for a fluidity in that area um, and, and, and some cohesion there and, and really getting a feel for, for what he does well. And hopefully um, that aids us as well. So a few things there that Mike Tomlin is talking about. One, you're talking you're talking about the impact of things and things didn't progress the way they, the way they did. And listen, there was progress in the run game, but bottom line, as I said after the game, as I said after I when we did our grades show Tuesday morning before Matt Canada was was fired, uh, when I did that with Alan Saunders, you looked at the All 22, and there's just too many plays that are right there in front of the offense and they're not being taken. And this has been too long of a thing for the Steelers to look at and just say, we can't not do any, do anything because at this point you're expecting Kenny Pickett to make the, the fundamental play, but if he can't make the fundamental play, okay, once or twice, it's a, it, it, that, that, that could be a thing. You work on it. You try to, uh, you try to move forward from there. Uh, but when it continues to be a problem, 
You then have to look at your method of how you're organizing your your work your work throughout the week. You have to look at your method as far as how you're pra- how you're practicing, what you're focusing on, getting him to focus on the right things leading up to games, and then going from there. And that's where I think the Steelers need the uh, you know, need the biggest change. And that was very much what I was talking about. It's about teaching. And you heard the way he talked about Eddie Faulkner and how he organized his room. It was well kept, and that's what he did with his running back. I, I think that Mike Tomlin just wants someone to be just organized person who is able to not just you know they have the playbook the playbook's not going to change but how they work on the, on what they're going to focus on in the playbook throughout the week i think that is the process that mike tomlin wants to see improve under with eddie with eddie faulkner at least as the interim offensive coordinator i thought it was very telling that when Mike Tomlin talked about why he chose the two that he chose to split those duties, he mentioned the same word with both guys, and he mentioned it more than once, communication. He talked Mm -hmm. about how good they are at communicating and how good they – he also mentioned being organized, and he also mentioned how good they were with players. It it seems like he was – and this is something that you and I talk about. Mike Tomlin does this. He won't come out and tell you exactly what you want to hear, but he will plant new seeds – as to with the direction of where his thought process was. So when he mentions that something needed to be done and it was his decision to make, but then he tells you what he liked about the two guys that he put in that position to replace the guy that he dismissed. And he says communication with both of them and how they relate with the players with both of them. That says a lot to me about what the major problems were. It seems like communication was a major problem. And it seems like, frankly, I don't think the players liked them, Chris. I don't think the players liked Matt Canada. I think there was something to that. So when you bring in, you know, two guys to split those duties and with Eddie Faulkner, and this is a guy who's been respected by that route for quite some time. You you can, you can see the interaction with the running backs, see how much respect they have for Eddie Faulkner. And it's been mentioned for a while about Mike Sullivan and Kenny Pickett's relationship. So that's something that you think probably propels them forward. There's a downside to that because maybe there's a little bit of a familiarity and comfort level. You don't want them to get too comfortable, but at the same time, it still at least changes the the mood in the room and at least you know eases the tension and lights the lightens the load a little bit and maybe allows things to be a little bit better understood and and processed and perceived. So for me, I thought that was the important thing. It just seems right. like he wanted to go with two guys that these guys will respond to better. I think that's a big part of it. I want to talk more about Eddie Faulkner and what we can look for him to change about what well what happens in the Steelers' offense and what they're focusing on. That that more here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. That and also a free agency move that the Steelers could be making by the time you're listening to or watching this on on Wednesday. We'll get all of that here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host Chris Carter. Stick with us. We have a lot to discuss. But first. We want to remind you this show is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is the app that gets you, gets you lets you buy tickets to all the events that you need to make, and it does so without being stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. You get killer deals on last-minute tickets, and they have a best price guarantee that can't be beat, so you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're about to have. Game to, get Download the Game Time app right to your phone. It allows you to book tickets even up to the last minute, even up to an hour after your event has started, and they give you the chance to see what the view will be from your tickets so you can see that 
know what you're buying and get and get the, exactly the seats that you want for the event that you're excited for. You can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football games, basketball games, co- concerts, hockey games, comedy, theater, anything near you. Game time most likely can get you in with amazing flash deals on all those different options. And the game time guarantee means that you always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section in a row for less somewhere else, game time credits you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase or go to the website gametime.co. Terms and conditions apply. Create an account and redeem code locked on NFL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Back here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Josh Taylor. You can hear him on 93.7 The Fan, KDKA TV, somewhat see him all the places he does everything. But, Josh, let's get into Eddie Faulkner for a bit. We can we can move past Matt Canada, the impact of that. Let's talk about the impact that Eddie Faulkner can have. And I think this is where it could be really interesting, whereas Mike Sullivan will call the plays. Eddie Faulkner is the running backs coach. He's had a little bit of OC experience. But he's been a guy, like you said, he's respected, he's liked, he's going to put the game plan together, and I think he's going to challenge them to get it done. And this is a guy who I think that among the offensive staff might be the most appreciated by the Steelers the Steelers players for his experience. And I think that what he's going to focus on is making this run game that is now playing very well a better, more central part of the offense that everything else can build off of. And if you're thinking, well, Chris, who have they run on? They've actually run for over 160 yards for three straight games now. That last one came against the Browns, one of the better run defenses in the NFL. Uh, and that was 170 plus yards on them because, and that's the most that they've allowed all season. That's where I see things going here for the Steelers uh, offense with Eddie Faulkner. I focus on the run game and letting that ease everything else, especially for Kenny Pickett. Chris, what's the one thing I've talked about as far as the offensive side that's been missing from this offense for a half decade? What's that? The run game. Yep. I've been talking about this for quite as, – as long as you've had me on this show, Chris, I've been talking about the lack of presence of a run game for this offense and how it's become a big problem and how it's kind of handcuffed this offense from being better. Last last season, we saw the Steelers do something one time, and this season they did it one time against the Packers. They ran for more than 200 yards in a game, and they came really close last season in Baltimore. They ran for 198 as a team. But when they did it last season against the Saints that week after the bye week, that was the first time it had happened in almost seven years. That's how long it had been since this run game was really perceived as a threat. And the guy who did the bulk of that, his name was Le'Veon Bell. That's how long it had been Mm -hmm. since this Steelers run game had really been considered a viable part of this offense. But now that's happened nearly three times in a season and a half. And that's been under this group that Eddie Faulkner coaches and also under the stewardship of Matt Canada. If there's something that Matt Canada might have gotten right, it was at least trying to reemphasize the run game. But I digress. But with Eddie Faulkner, I think you can see not only that continued emphasis of the run game, but there will probably be some sprucing up, if you will. I think there's probably going to be some better usage of personnel. I think there'll be better usage of play calls because now we're seeing the trap calls. We're seeing the power calls. We're seeing the counter calls. We're, we're seeing at least a mixture of inside and outside zone. And honestly, you could really keep it to those five or six particular concepts 
and probably keep this run game fresh, whether it's changing up personnel, whether it's changing up formations, whether it's changing up when you do it in down distance or doing out of a, out of a passing look, as opposed to maybe just a run look, which they've managed right. to do in right. the past couple weeks. They did it a lot against Tennessee, and I think that's why they ran so well against the Titans. So now you can see maybe, you know, you have some proof of concept of what we might see under Eddie Faulkner. I think that continues. As far as the pass game, as far as the pass game goes, I think I think it's really good that you have these two guys between Faulkner and uh, Mike Sullivan because now you have both sides of the coin, and these are the two guys that you know specialize in these particular things. So it probably helps that end of it. I mean, I granted, I know Eddie Faulkner has the title. It, it feels more like a college field to me. Like one's the run game coordinator, one's the pass game coordinator. It's probably what's going to be more functionally like, and I'm okay with that. But as far as building the identity of this team as being a running team, if there's going to be a time to do it, is there any better than now when you already have a proof of concept, when you've already started to see the results of it? You mentioned it, 160 plus rushing yards in three straight games. And oh yeah, by the way, your first round pick that you inserted into the starting lineup at right tackle once 200 plus. If there's a time to do it, now's the time. And I think Eddie Faulkner can facilitate that. I think that's the biggest thing, facilitating and organizing. That's the other thing. If Eddie Faulkner's going to call on the plate, he's just organizing each week. This is what we're focusing on. These are the looks we want to create. This is what the other team is going to present. And if we go out there and we're prepared and we're prepared and we execute these basic things, it'll create these opportunities. And then we can start compounding upon things. That's where I think the biggest advantage could be to the Steelers. Uh, if things go right with Eddie Faulkner, it's that he's going to get everyone on the same page. I think he can do a better job. Uh, as far as as far as getting guys to execute, man, and, and that's the other thing. The running backs have no problem with execution right now. Najee yeah. Harris takes what's there. Jalen Warren takes what's there, and then creates extra extra. And they've that, that that tandem is one of the better ones in the NFL now. So you look to you look to Eddie Faulkner, and you lean on that, and you lean on that to create the identity that we talked about. This team being from the jump, a run first team that passes off of it and plays and plays great defense. And so some people are going to say, well, they're you know they, they they still don't have the great defense part. It's not great yet, but now they're top seven in scoring. And they're the seventh of the seventh best defense when it comes to points allowed on this on the season and, and fourth in the red zone and fourth in the red zone and second in fourth and first force turnovers in the in the season. So I, I look at those and I see, man, this Steelers defense is pretty good. The run game is emerging. If those two things can happen at the same time, you're you're just asking Kenny Pickett to do just do just enough to be an average quarterback in those moments and take what's there. And that's, again, that is the biggest challenge to help Kenny Pickett. It's breaking things down, get communicating. And like you said, it's clear Matt Canada's communication skills were in question. It's clear that Mike Tomlin likes the communication skills of, of Sullivan and Faulkner to be those guys to help convey the message to, to him there. If they can get that through through to Kenny Pickett and help him figure out ways to see the simple plays that are being drawn up to give him opportunities to just get the ball out, make it make an easy read and and keep the and keep drives alive. If he can do that, it makes this team so much more dangerous. If they if they had done that, they would have beaten the Browns this past week. They would have beaten the Jaguars about a, you know back back in early early in November. That is that is where I'm I'm at right now. This team still has so much going for it. You just have to do it. And I think that's the thing is why this, this change was made because, yes, this team was looked disappointing in its 13-10 loss to the Browns, but they were 6-4, and four and they and there's something that the star players in the locker room are starting to boil over on, 
And so you got to make a move to kind of calm things down and let this and let the Steelers try to fig, figure something out uh, as they as they regroup and, and build forward. You, you mentioned a couple of times when it could have been different. I'll, I'll go with a few times when it actually worked. I'll go with the Rams game. I'll go with the Packers game. And I'll go with the Titan games, Titans game. I thought those were the three three games that you saw the best proof of concept of what this offense can be like when everything meshes together. And I know a lot of people were saying, oh, we got to take the shackles off Kenny Pickett. He's got to throw down the field and do that. No, he doesn't. No, he and, doesn't. And sometimes he, he does. Go crazy. Sometimes Some, he does. It, it's nice. It, it's nice when, when, when it's within the flow of the game and it's presented to him. Key right. example against Baltimore against Vegas. It, it was, it was presented to him. It was, it was within the flow of the game and it made sense at the time. You don't have to just go do it willy nilly. If you do it within the flow of the game, because if the run game is successful, then it should give you opportunities to do that mm-hmm. in the pass game. At least in theory, that should happen. So I, I don't need Kenny Pickett to go crazy and try to throw it 35 to 40 times a game. Just right. work within the framework of the offense, work within the flow of the offense. There's one thing that Kenny Pickett talks about a lot. There's mm-hmm. one word that he uses when he talks about what the offense is trying to do. He always uses the word balance. Those mm. three games I mentioned, that offense had balance in those yeah. games against the Rams, against the Packers, against the Titans. That was the best balance we've seen from this offense all season long. And, and Kenny Pickett wasn't really that guy at Pitt. He didn't have to do a bunch of crazy things at Pitt. He just worked within that flow of the offense that season where he was a Heisman finalist. It just mm-hmm. so happened Pitt had some really great weapons in a really good run game and a veteran offensive line. But all he had to do was work within the flow of the offense and the plays came. If he can do that here, I feel a lot better about their chances of turning it around. He doesn't have to try to be C.J. Stroud. He doesn't have to try to be Patrick Mahomes. He could be Kenny Pickett with this offense and be just fine. I I heard I Taylor on Cam Hayward's podcast, Mm -hmm. and Cam asked him the question, if there's one thing he would tell Kenny Pickett, what would it be? He said, and and I Taylor said, just let it go. He said, Mm -hmm. when you see something, see your read, make your decision, and let it go. And I think that's the problem with Kenny Pickett. I think he just hasn't been – as decisive because we talk about what's the difference between fourth quarter Kenny Pickett and the first three quarters, the fourth quarter, he's decisive. He's decisive. He makes his decision and he makes his throw. He, he, he just, he sees it and he goes. I think that's part of it. There may be a little bit paralysis by analysis there. Maybe a little bit of hesitation. See your read and go. And, And honestly, with a good run game that helps the passing game open up, it'll be easier for him to be decisive, see that read and let it fly. And I think that's what this can be. And it doesn't have to be anything crazy. It doesn't we, have to throw for 300 we, yards we, a game. We got to move on because we're, we're, we're pressing on time here for, for the segment. And we got to talk about the move that could be coming. It might have happened by the time you listen to or watch this show, but a move that could and should be made by the Steelers. Uh, the, that's on a free agent linebacker who just became a, a well, he's on waivers technically right now. But he's, a, he's an option, and we'll talk about how that could change the Steelers' defense all here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. Chris Carter, Josh Taylor, stick with us. We have a lot more to discuss. But first, I want to remind you, this show is also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All you have to do when prize with to win to win on Prize Picks is to is to log in, see your see your favorite players, pick more or less on between two to six of their projections, and you can start seeing the winnings roll in. It's just that simple. You're not competing against thousands of other players, including professionals and sharks. You're competing against against prize picks itself prize pick gives you projections you say it's going to be more or less and then you can you can start you can start winning right away prize pick is the fun new daily fantasy 
fantasy game that allows everyone to start play. Everyone needs to start playing right now. They have a specials league where you can even you can even combine what your projections are across sports. For example, if you if you want to get get the number ten point five as a combo for how many three pointers are made by by LeBron James and how many receptions are caught by Travis Kelsey, then if you get it right. Those that you have, you can continue to watch the winnings roll in. And Prize Picks has a reboot policy that allows entries to stay in even if one of your players gets injured for NFL games and college top 25 matchups. If a player exits the game in the first half and doesn't return in the second, that player is rebooted. And Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. Prize Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. And with every Tuesday, Prize Picks discounts select players' projections up to twenty five percent. Prize Picks includes NFL, NBA, NHL, college sports, and so much more. Download the Prize Picks app today, or go to PrizePicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. Go to PrizePicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Go to PrizePicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Josh Taylor from 93.7 The Fan and KDK TV. We talk a lot about the offense, and we'll continue to do that as the, as the week continues. But we got to talk about the news that everyone's wondering, will this be news very soon for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Now, this all comes from a, a move made by the Indianapolis Colts. They have let go their former second-round pick and a guy who had been pretty good for them over the years. Darius Shaquille Leonard or Shaq Leonard, as people people call him now, number fifty three for the Colts. They used to call him the Maniac. He has he, he has not played as well over the over the last couple of years, and that's led to led to some problems. And he was let go, uh, and he entered waivers to Tuesday afternoon. That's something that the Steelers absolutely need to watch for with all the injuries they have at linebacker. I think he's going to clear waivers because no one's going to want to pay him six million dollars for what he's been de- doing so far, but. Steelers can get to him first and they can sell him on what they're trying to do. And he can be part of that off ball linebacker group. That's now depleted from injuries. Him and Landon Roberts together could be a big answer in the middle part of that defense. That makes this, this team's become a lot more, a lot more better, a lot better on, on the defensive side of the ball. But Josh, is this realistic to get a guy like Shaq Leonard in free agency right now? The Steelers, as it stands right now, have about $3.4 million dollars in cap space this, this season. Um, not exactly a huge contract can be offered, but a good rental. But the problem is I can see other people wanting to try this out as well. And they should. It, it's for, for Leonard, it could come down to what's the best opportunity as far as opportunity to play or opportunity to win or both. And yeah. if you can find a place that's willing to give him an opportunity to play where he could be a difference maker on a defense that really needs him, mm-hmm. that could be the intriguing part. And honestly, he could have a really good opportunity here in Pittsburgh if he so chooses. So it, it comes down to, can they make the money work and, and what's the right fit for him? But at this point, if you're the Steelers, if you're willing to bring in miles Jack on a, a practice squad designation, yeah. if you're willing to, to go get Blake Martinez off the, the Panthers practice squad and sign him, then you'd be crazy not to look at a Shaq Leonard. You'd be crazy not to kick the tires and make a phone call and see exactly where his mind is. And I think it also helps if you're the Steelers, that you got a really good selling point that just happened yes. to be brought up recently when they took a player's poll as far as 
you know, the, the coach that players want to play for mm. just so happens mm-hmm. the Steelers have the coach that the most players voted for that they want to play for. And for a lot of guys that signed with this team, including some of the free agents that signed this past offseason, that was a big selling point. So if you're Omar Khan, you know you got that in your back pocket. You play that card. I, I think that would be a fantastic move for the Steelers. I'm not saying like it would completely make the defense elite, but it would give them another, you know, starting level talent type of guy that can line up with them and they can work on and stuff together. And that would be personally, personally, I think that would be such a huge move for the Steelers with Derek, with Darius Leonard and him, him getting to bring, bring it there on defense. Because again, this def, this defense is starting to stop the run. Like as much as we're, we're taught, we're busy talking about what the Steelers did on the ground, ground against the, uh, the Browns this past week, the Browns themselves, um, when you know when they're when they're trying to run the ball, the, the Steelers were able to uh, to contain it. They kept them under 100 yards for just the third time this this season. My um, God, Landon Roberts! Wow, just yeah, wow. Exactly. That game Actually, he had the second time this season. I miss I, I miscount. Uh, no, no, no. Sorry, that's it is the third time. I'm looking at different schedules here. Lots of schedules lined up next to each other, making things tough, Josh. But point being, only three times this this year they've stuffed the run, and that worked that worked well there. But you could see the the importance of having a duo of guys in the middle part of the field. If you get Darius Leonard or Shaq Leonard, excuse me, who boy does that change everything? Omar Omar Khan, it needs to be Omar coming right now. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to give my obligatory Y reference, and it wasn't really me. It came from my my cohort Chris Mack. He uh, he was the one that sent me the tweet from Shaq Leonard about him leaving Indianapolis. And then he put a, he, he also sent a, a, a gif right below it. And it was of Michael Kenneth Williams. And it said, Omar listening. Omar listening. If you remember the scene from season four <laughs> with Omar and brother Muzone, if you know, you know, but yeah. And, and you hope in this particular case, you hope Omar's listening. Cause like you said, you put a linebacker like that, who's been that dynamic for that long, with Landon Roberts, who I, the past three weeks I think has elevated his game. He, oh, he's actually progressing. His arrow is way up, not only in the run game, but in the passing game as well. His ability to actually break up some plays and tackle to catch has been pretty impressive too. You put those two guys together, it, it makes you feel a lot more confident in how this defense can keep things going. Because after they had such a strong offseason, rebuilding that inside linebacker position that had been yeah. such a bad luck space for them for yeah. so long – then that in, that buck comes right back and bites him again. They lose two guys in back-to-back weeks. But if you can try to fix that that quickly, not only by adding a, a Shaq Leonard, but say a Shaq Leonard and a Blake Martinez, so now you've just rebuilt your depth with experience. Yeah. And that's never a bad thing. So the faster you can do that and the more efficient you can do that, the better. And part of that is also the reason why he's being released, why he's getting benched. He hasn't been playing nearly as well. So when you look at the numbers there, I think it all adds up. Get Darius Leonard. Or excuse me, Shaq Leonard. Get him to get him. Get him on your team. See what he still has. Try to get him to start with the linebackers and go from there. Because right now, it's the way that uh, this team this team has played defense that's kept them in a lot a lot of these games. And I think that it boosting it with a good guy. And here's the thing: you get a guy like that. That guy, he's 28 years old. So. You're talking about him. You could, if, if you do well with him this year, you could sign him to another contract after that. And if he doesn't do well, oh well, you took a, a stab at, at something normal there. But, there's so much left on the table at 28 years old. There's a lot of meat left on that bone. To to quote Mike Tomlin, that there's a lot there. I agree. 
Exactly. So Shaq Leonard, Steelers need to go get him. We'll update you guys here if they do. He's Josh Taylor from 93.7 The Fan, KDK TV. Josh, anything uh, you want people to be looking out for? Uh, social media, Josh Taylor HD. Um, weekends, KDK TV. Also, college basketball season's back. You of all yes, people know this, Chris, because you're you're in it, you know, knee deep more than anybody else. Um, broadcasting some Duquesne basketball games. Just did the Duquesne women's home opener this past weekend. Duquesne women won the city game against Pitt mm-hmm. after look back. Um, also doing some men's basketball games as well. Uh, coming up November 29th, we'll be calling the Duquesne men's game on Sportsnet Pittsburgh, also on ESPN+. Plus. be doing that throughout the course of the season, in addition to the TV responsibilities, in addition to the radio responsibilities. So college basketball is back. Looking forward to that. And it should be a fun year. Keeping my fingers crossed because they're saying a lot of great stuff about Duquesne men's basketball, things that haven't been said in about 45 years. So trying to temper my excitement. But, yeah, a lot going on. Check him out. He's Josh Taylor. I'm Chris Carter. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Read my work at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Find me on, on here on the Locked on Steelers podcast every Monday through Friday on your favorite podcasting app and on YouTube. Back tomorrow with Crossover Thursday, talking to our guys, Jake and James, at the Locked on Bengals podcast. We'll see you then. <laughs> 